big Doug Bowl talk. Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel. Uh, it's a uh, it's a nice Friday morning. Uh, the dust has settled. We're finally calm. We're cool. We're collected, and we're ready to give our takes on the uh, the the post NBA trade deadline 2023. I suppose 2022, 2023. That always yep. messes me up. You know how we're supposed to call it, but the trade deadline's over. Uh, Arguably, probably the craziest trade deadline of all time, <laughs> Jordan. Uh, I, I, a ton of moves going on. Uh, I, I mean, again, like people might might forget, there were, were some trade deadlines where you know maybe one or two trades would go down. I think there was probably about a dozen trades yesterday, including uh, you know some superstar talent out there. Uh, so overall, I mean, definitely exciting. Uh, I was hoping for a couple more deals right at uh, the deadline, right as the yeah, clock was rolling around, but uh, you know that that didn't really happen. But uh, I mean, Jordan, overall uh, satisfaction level with uh, this year's trade deadline. Oh, well, I guess as a Raptors fan, I'll have to answer that question sort of separately. But overall, awesome. I mean, I, uh, getting that waking up to the Kevin Durant news was was just great. I mean, I, I was I, I, I was woking, I was waking up early, sort of looking at my phone, looking for some some Pirtle news because I heard they were talking about it and maybe it would get done overnight. And then I see, uh, you know, details for uh, KD to the sun. So, you know, that that was crazy. That's the craziest, like, overnight shit that's happened since the, the Kawhi and, and Paul George move, uh, you know, in yeah, the middle yeah. of the summer. Um, and, and and so, yeah, on the heels of the Kyrie thing, I mean, it, it, it's just crazy. And we literally talked about uh, the Suns as his probably most likely – uh, you know, destination. They ended up going with a, you know, one of a, a a package more like the one that you had said. Rather, you know, I said maybe move move from Aiton. Um, you know, if you're if you're gonna make a deal for for KD and 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 they didn't. And I think that that makes their their top four really strong. But I think Chuck was talking it on TV last night. They're not very deep anymore, and you could run into some yeah. problems there. But they still got time. They got you know the buyout market stuff like that. But 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 yeah, I mean Kevin Durant. You know, one of the uh, you, you could you could say maybe top ten ever, but you know maybe top fifteen, top twenty for 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 sure. Uh, you know, getting moved. Uh, you know, it, it it just doesn't happen very often, and that's why we said it probably yeah. wasn't going to, and uh, and it did. So yeah, that alone makes this fucking insane. That was obviously the biggest one by far. Um, but then you got a bunch of you got a bunch of funny ones, uh, if not petty ones. I mean, I love that John Wall going back to Houston after what he said yeah. about those guys. Clearly, he's not going to play there. They're probably just you know going to let him go, but. You know the Bucks. You know the Bucks do get Jay Crowder in the end. The team, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he was he was linked to the whole time. Um, uh, and then you know the the other big story that you know I know we all we all always talk about the Lakers a lot. Uh, I feel like people aren't talking about the Lakers enough now with how crazy of a deadline. Like they 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 made moves. You know, uh, uh, left, right, and center. Like obviously the big one was yep, the yeah, rest one, but wheeling and dealing. But like they 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 went crazy with it, and you got to respect them for it. You know, whether you think they made the you know absolute right moves or not, they went out and they they addressed a lot of the issues that they they had. They've got a completely different team now, um, and and you know my my guys, the Timberwolves. Uh, no, well, not my guys, but my guys. I foolishly put them. money on. Uh, they've they've finally got a uh, you know a, a big dog or at least a veteran. You know, they they shift out. Uh, D'Lo for Mike Conley, so that's a pretty big one. Um, and then, and then, yeah, you've got other little moves here and there. Um, but, but yeah, it was a it was a really fun deadline. But I'm with you. I'm, I I thought more would get done between like two and three p.m. Like right right there at the deadline. Yeah. In in previous years, you've you've kind of you know you go back and you check your phone. You think it's done. 
but at three thirty, news breaks of like a few trades that that snuck in yeah. under the deadline. But it it was quiet from like you know quarter to three on. There was there was nothing, and uh, and, and so so yeah, it was it was kind of busy, but not at the same time. It's definitely a weird deadline, but but still one you know one I'll never forget. That's for sure. This was a major fucking shakeup in the league, especially if you include the Kyrie deal. Uh, you know that happened the day or two before, or whatever it was. Yeah, well, uh, you know, let's that, that, not uh, skip around it anymore. You know, you've uh, you you did a good job previewing it there, but uh, let's uh, let's start with the biggest deal of the day. Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant being traded to the uh, the Phoenix Suns uh, alongside T.J. Warren making his return. Uh, T.J. kind of a that was an ongoing theme as well. Uh, players returning to uh, former teams. Uh, yeah, this uh, this trade deadline, a lot of guys going back to their ex. Uh, and T.J. Warren this is uh, another one of those cases. Uh, you know, so uh, the the Suns getting Kevin Durant, T.J. Warren, uh, the Nets receiving Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, uh, and four unprotected first round picks uh, <laughs> from 2023, 2025, 2027, and 2028, uh, as well as a second round pick, uh, a 2029 first round pick, a second round pick in 2029, and the rights to Juan <laughs> Pablo Valle, hey, uh, and that's included. He's going to be a star. Uh, yeah, after uh, flipping over uh, the, the, from the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Jay Crowder, yeah. uh, which then also gave the Pacers Serge Ibaka, Jordan Noara, George Hill, uh, and then three second round picks. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the, 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 this this trade not only had uh, you know the the drama, the intrigue, the superstars, but it even had those small ripple effects to a couple other franchises. So, uh, yeah. but the, the, we're going to focus obviously on how this affects the Nets and the Suns. Uh, I mean, overall. You get Kevin Durant, you get the easily the best player in this trade, and that's uh, mm-hmm. kind of one of those things that people always say. As long as you get the best player, it's fine. Uh, but Jordan, uh, you know, do you think that the, the the Suns still have enough to compete with Kevin Durant as that that lead horse, or do you think this is uh, this is maybe uh, jeopardizing the bench a little bit too much? But because uh, I mean, a uh, starting five with uh, you know whether you want to start T.J. Warren or Torrey Craig, uh, but putting one of them uh, in, in, at the three alongside. Uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Ayton. That's a, it's a hell of a starting five. Not a lot of teams are going to be able to keep up with it. But, uh, yeah, is that second unit going to be good enough to compete? Uh, the Phoenix Suns also now the second highest odds to win yeah. uh, the uh, the NBA championship. So do you, do you think that's justified, or do you think that maybe we should uh, slow our roll on this team a little bit? I, I No, I think the hype is justified. I mean, it's Kevin Durant. Like, if you... Yeah. Can you imagine, like, you know, as a team trying to stop Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, like, on any given possession? Uh, because both of those guys, unlike some of these other superstars, you know, you t- we, we talk about pairing Luka with someone or pairing, you know, someone like Trey Young or some of these bigs, like, that, where, you know, off-ball, you're not sure what's going to happen. Kevin Durant is the best off-ball superstar that I, I probably has ever lived. Like, the way that he can... Uh, either just shoot the ball if it comes to him, or like quickly attack, like you know, on a, on a closeout. Like when when he joined Golden State, he he didn't have the ball as much, uh, but he joined and and sort of you know just seamlessly fit into that offense better than you could have ever imagined. And I think that's what's going to happen here. And in the case of Devin Booker, Devin Booker can shoot the hell out of it if he's off ball. Um, yep, like it, yep. you've got two guys who are maybe two of the most skilled. I would say they're they're the two most skilled scorers at their respective positions in the league. Like at at, at the two guard and at the that sort of three four spot, these guys are are just fucking incredible. And and like I think people are also forgetting because Devin Booker's sort of been out for so long, um, 
how good he was at the beginning of this year. Like he was just oh, yeah, fucking yeah. MVP level, a hundred percent. And that's that's why I still had him as an all star. Just like thinking back to that time, like and 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 then you add a a you know the, the piece where you have Chris Paul kind of running the show. And yes, I know he's fifty years old, but you, yeah, yeah. You, you you him sort of reinvigorated. You know, having Kevin Durant to pass the ball to. I'm sure he's super fucking excited. And and he he's probably saying to myself, okay, like. Uh, you know, the, this this new Suns owner, Ishbia, really, you know, pulled it out of the bag for me. I, I really do get one more shot. I think Chris Paul is going to be motivated as fuck uh, and really, yeah. like, more than he would have been if they just kind of stood pat and, and, you know, didn't have as much of a chance. I think he's going to give it his all, and this might be the last time, but, like, he... It, there, especially this second half, or, or yeah, sort of this these last few weeks past the sort of the midway point of the season, Chris Paul has started to look more like his old self again. Like he's he's getting back to, to what he can do. Um and then and then yeah, you've still got DeAndre Ayton and and like like we talked about, I I I, I would have considered saying, hey here Nets, take take Ayton and then maybe you 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 like in that scenario you might be able to keep both Bridges and uh Johnson uh like your two you know sort of prized wings maybe you can make the or argument at least you don't have to give up uh you know four unprotected first round or yes or it's uh, less they're, yeah. they're, if they, if they don't win a chip, then this is going to be, you know, know. be looked back at. This may be a bad move. I know. No, it's true. Um, but, but again, like if I don't know if it was the Suns who weren't willing to give up Aiton in that move or if it was maybe the Nets who said, eh, we don't want Aiton. We want the Bridges and, and, and Johnson kind of type of deal uh, instead. So however that worked out, that's fine. So that's the only concern, though, is that they now are a little bit thin and not not very deep. But yeah. like they still have Josh Okogie and they still have Tory Craig and they still have the guy I think that's going to be most important that will probably either start in that last spot or probably finish a lot of games, even though they'll they'll be kind of undersized in this uh, you know sort of lineup uh, through the backcourt is is Shamit because he is shooting out there he's going to have to be that guy who just waits in the corner waits at the wing. Uh, and off of all their, you know, their little actions, you're gonna, you know, teams are gonna have to send double teams all the time, whether it's at Booker or at uh, at KD. Um, and and I think he's gonna be the guy out there on the court who can be that release valve, uh, who you're gonna see taking a lot of threes. Um, so so they still have guys they can throw out there. Um, uh, you know, they 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 gave up. I think they traded away Saric in a bit of a strange move. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. but. So 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 it's not like a you know it's not a disaster they're not like so thin that it's going to be a problem right away but I do think they're going to have to hit that buyout market and get a few other guys uh going into going into the playoffs but no I don't think it's a situation where it's like oh you gave up too much you're too thin now you got Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton you know and, and like I said a few other guys you you should be fine and I I think if they're healthy they they win I think they win it all if they're healthy Hey, uh, again, my uh, the, it, this has really benefited me. My uh, my my finals pick from the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've got the number one and two teams now. Fucking it's, bullshit, uh, it's man. Looking good, looking good. I, I saw it. I had the writing on the wall the whole time, man. Go back to the go back to the season preview. I think I said, yeah, I think if yeah, I think they're gonna four, four first round picks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe Mikhail Bridges make this like a weird Alex, four team check trade. Check the fucking tape. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. 
uh, cut it up. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, I, I agree. I mean, when, when you get a, a starting five like this, or really a big four, I mean, there's not a lot of teams that are going to be able to stop every single one of those guys. Like, no. someone is going to have a, a good night. You can't, uh, like, I, I think it'll be a very rare occurrence to see, all, like, all three of DeAndre and uh, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant have off offensive nights, especially with Chris Paul or uh, like, kind of orchestrating for them. Yeah. Uh, he, he'll literally have to take zero shots a game, which I think he'll love. Uh, like, maybe just open threes. Like, Chris Paul, like, his role, I think, is a little bit reduced, even though his usage might be increased, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that that'll be, you know, music to his ears. Uh, and, you know, the, they still got enough guys, though. Like, there's, they, they've got some guys they can throw out there that'll do they'll play serviceable minutes. Like, it's, it's no secret. Like, these guys are going to play, like, 38 minutes a game. These bench yeah. guys aren't going to be doing much. Yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of the... That's kind of the point, right? Just go go top heavy here. Yeah, uh, yeah. But to, 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 to fl- shift our focus here a little bit, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets, they made a lot of, uh, they were wheeling a deal in themselves uh, through the trade deadline. Uh, I think this is a great, you know, pickup for them. I mean, you get all these trades, uh, you get all these trade, uh, the, these picks uh, off, off this trade. Yeah. And uh, now you're, you're loaded up for the future. Uh, so that you can eventually probably blow it up trying to make another stupid super team because uh, that <laughs> seems to be a thing they do every ten years. Uh, but you, know, you you get Mikael Bridges, one of the most coveted uh, you know young three and D guys in the league. Cam Johnson, who's on a, a solid deal, uh, you know good good size, uh, decent athlete, uh, can shoot the ball really well, uh, and, and then you still keep all of your young core. Uh, so I mean, I don't think the Nets are going to be you know making any noise this year or next year even but uh this is going to be a team to watch i think that they uh, they're going to have some fun they're going to be able to play around with this lineup a little bit and uh you know i think this could be good bring back everyone's been saying it those kind of uh 2018 uh, d brooklyn nets vibes are kind of back right now well they got dinwiddie and, uh, they got dinwiddie they and, got one piece and, and, and one of the most handsome guys in the league self-contained so uh, <laughs> no homo I right mean, i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So you have to apologize for that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, camp, the, yeah league, camp, the league office is going to enjoy that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah uh, Cam Johnson, obviously, uh, we're, we're referring to his, uh, his post game interview. The Cam uh, Thomas, the Cam Thomas, game. we got to be careful oh, now. I say Cam Johnson. I know, I know. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> we got now, two cams. Yeah, yeah super camp. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do think though the Nets will be a, a strong uh, player in the you know maybe the next three years. But uh, you know, again, if Cam Thomas can keep playing at the level he's playing at, Mikael Bridges can you know go over there and help with an increased role. I think he'll really take off. Uh, and then you still got a lot of guys you can put in there. Nicholas Claxton's been having a hell of a year. Uh, this this could be an exciting team to watch because they're right now they're kind of like they would have to have a monumental collapse in the second half of the season to miss the playoffs. Because uh, you know they're they're kind of firmly in there because of the Kyrie and KD effort, so this could be a playoff team this year just because of the way that things are uh, by the time the trade deadline left off. Yeah, yeah, uh, like yeah, I kind of like their team. They're kind of fun. Like I, I, um, like the they also did uh, you know what I thought was smart. You know, in, in the in the two trades that they made, if you include Dorian Finney Smith. And then you know the two wings they got from from uh, you know from, from the Suns like they they've loaded up on uh, these three and D wings these these guys that teams are going to be fucking after uh, you know for 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 forever like the 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 yeah. next year or in the off season they've got even more trade chips if someone you know wants to throw a whole bunch of you know picks at them again like they they could have a lot in the war chest really soon um, and it's. It's interesting because you know with the Kyrie trade they they to get Dinwiddie and Finney Smith, you know they they were like oh we yeah we went with this deal because uh, you know we, we we wanted to plug and play around KD 
I wonder if they go with one of those other deals if they know they're trading KD in two days. Uh, like, I wonder if they say, "Hey, we're gonna you know try and get some 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 more picks and some better picks here, and maybe some young players." Uh, so so yeah. that that's interesting. But you know, just the way that it it turned out, like yeah, they they've got a they've got an interesting squad. Like I I don't know what they're gonna do with with uh, Ben Simmons. Like if they're I'm sure they'd love to get that, off honestly, him. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I just I just remembered he's on that Yeah, team. he's still yeah, there. He's, he's still he's kicking around. So, so fucking irrelevant. <laughs> and uh, so, like, I don't know. But, I mean, they, they can run out interesting lineups. I mean, you got, you know, Dinwiddie can, can you know, he's, he's your point. You've still got so many options. Like, basically from, from, from uh, you know, two through through four and even you know Claxon's pretty solidly the five but you know the, you could rotate so many different guys in there you still got Utah you still got Seth Curry and Joe Harris and and all these guys you already had and then everyone you just brought in and yeah Cam, Cam Thomas you know the 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 sort of the rise of Cam Thomas like Jacques, if, if Jacques Vaughn like played his hand right he could have a decent kind of rotation uh of like yep. a team that can be kind of frisky because they got good wing defenders like that that they might be a problem, not actually like you know to make any real noise, but just you know on a on a on a Wednesday night, uh, you know uh, them coming into your house. Are you going to Brooklyn? Like, just the sheer number of wins. the sheer number of guys that they can throw out at your 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 best players is is kind of insane. So, so uh, you know, offensively, it's going to be a a, a major uh, you know struggle for Nets fans going from you know Kyrie and KD to 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 this, but. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting, and and I think yeah, I think they'll make more moves certainly, um, you know, in, in the off season and into next year. But uh, I, I I don't think this is a situation where you're you're like oh great now you know we have Ben Simmons has a chance to to shine. I think they want to get off him as soon as possible, yeah. Um, and then yeah, build around like a team. You know, if, if you've got a team going forward with with you know Claxton, Claxton as as your center, and then uh, you know. Uh, Mikael Bridges as as your three. Those, those are two young guys at two, you know, you know, who fill out two really nice roles. Uh, you know, and then you you go and get some more young guys in the draft. Like the, this team actually has a has a chance if they play their cards right and if they're lucky and if they can hit on 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 certain guys in the draft. Like they can they can actually I can see a place where they're decently good fairly soon. Like I don't think they're going to need yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, you know, wallow down there in 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 you know the lottery for for that that many years, but but we'll see. It's Brooklyn, um, and and like you say, they'll pr- they're probably going to try and lure superstars uh, there again and 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 get this you know soap opera uh, going all over again. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they're, they're, it's it's always a carousel of uh, of drama going mm-hmm. through the Brooklyn Nets, but uh, we'll we'll wait and see uh, how the Kevin Durant Suns uh, take the seat of the league by storm and how these young gun. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, if they can bring the uh, the the great vibes back yep. to Brooklyn. Uh, but to move on, uh, you know, we'd mentioned it a little bit there uh, when you were talking about some of the the trades that went down. Uh, of course, as Raptors homers, we're gonna have to talk about this, and it was a, a fairly decent trade, fairly big trade. Uh, yep. But uh, you know, all the all the other Canucks out here, I'm sure, are probably wondering to hear our takes on it. Yep. Uh, the Raptors making the move to reacquire big man Jakob Pertl. Yes. Uh, lucky for him. Not a uh, not a long trade for the uh, the Austrian, or not a long yeah, not a long trip for this trade rather. Yeah, uh, so they had literally just, he just stayed in, in town. Toronto. Uh, our, uh, our 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 devoted longtime listener uh, Tyler Bistro. Uh, oh, Bistro uh, was at, was in attendance for that game. Oh, whoa, uh, Bistro got to, got to watch that game. Wow. So uh, you know, shout out to him. But uh, the uh, yeah, the Raptors picking up Jakob Pertl uh, in exchange for Ken Birch, uh, or as I heard recently, and I don't think I've ever heard this before. Quebec Quoi, me brown. 
You like that? That's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's pretty good. I didn't see that one uh, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Quebec Kwame Brown. Uh, uh, that's yeah, mean. That's bad. just mean. That's really funny. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, they, they also gave up. Uh, and, and this was the, probably the biggest part of this trade. 2024 first round pick that's only top six protected, uh, as well as two uh, second round picks in 2023 and 2025. Uh, so the you know the Spurs continue to embrace the tank, wobbling for Wembenyama. Yep. Getting Birchu might play, I guess, but like they, it's not really going to be a difference maker for them long term. Yeah. Uh, but they also get the, the the draft capital that they really need as well. Uh, you know the, the the that next three years first round pick for the Raptors. There's a lot of question marks about how uh, how good that pick could be. I mean, yeah. Whether it's top six protected or not, that could end up being, you know, the seventh overall pick, which would be a big sure. miss to be getting one year potentially of Jakob Pertl. I'm sure they're planning on trying to bring him back in a multi-year deal, yeah. uh, you know, with uh, impending contracts, you know, with Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. as well. This team gets better in, a, in one way, but in a lot of other ways, I think now we just have a whole new echelon of problems to deal with because of this trade. Uh, and... I don't. I hate to say it, but I think all the the Wash Bobby and Wash Masai uh, talks. I think they think they might be uh, holding some weight these days, Jordan. I mean, I'm I'm still happy they made a move. I said from the start, all I wanted to see was them make a move, and they did it. And I think it'll help this year, but I am a little cautious about how it's going to affect them in the future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone, everyone seems really mad about it, and and like. Am, am, am I the only one? I don't even really fucking care if we give them the seventh pick. Like, Ter- I think Terrence Ross was a seventh pick. Like, I, ya- Yaka Pertle was a ninth pick. I mean, hey, the- hey, 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 show some respect. Terrence Ross scored 51 points. <laughs> You're right. At a game, game I was man. supposed to, I had tickets to, but was not able to, to attend. Uh, but. Loser. Um, <laughs> like I, I don't care. I don't fucking care. All you, all these fucking nerds, these new, these new wave uh, Raptors fans who have been, you know, fans for a couple years, uh, who, who, uh, you know, are just, you know, chronically online. You know, don't, don't, don't give a, yeah, like, aren't really concerned with the product on the court. You know, spoiled because the team doesn't have Kawhi anymore. Uh, thinking that you know we're gonna go get another one of those guys in the draft, and it's you know the end of the world if. If, if if San Antonio takes you know a back end lottery pick from us, I don't care. The odds are that the like the the, the odds that you hit on uh, you know a pick are still incredibly low, um, and I just don't think next you know by twenty twenty four the Raptors pick is going to be that bad. Uh, you've still you still got Cody, Scotty Barnes. You still you're still likely going to have Siakam, and, and yeah, you will have re signed you know either Pirtle, uh, uh Gary Trent Jr. or or um, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Possibly even all three somehow in a crazy way, or but even yeah, if you, you lose one, some space. even if you lose one, even if God forbid you lose fucking two, I don't think this team is going to be that bad that their that their pick is going to be that painful to lose. I, I just really don't. So it, I don't think it's as big of you know a gamble, you know, a disaster, a giveaway as people are saying. And you get Jakob Pertl, who's a guy we we said is absolutely perfect, not just yep, for yep. the fit on the court, but just for the vibes. Like already, oh, I'm yeah, way yeah. more excited to watch this Raptors team yep. second half of the season. Siakam's pumped. He's definitely like, which makes me happy to know he's happy. Hundred percent. I mean, it, it like Siakam is so good, and Yak is such a solid starting center that that front court, that two man front court, is just you know don't touch it, keep it together as long yep. as you can. Like that yep. is perfect going forward. Um, I, I love it. They, they, like they, they already showed, you know, as fucking rookies coming in, they have this great chemistry passing the ball to each other. I think Yak is going to get, uh, you know, w- w- when they're both down there in the post, uh, like I think 
that Siakam's going to get like five, you know, three to five more good open looks that he just didn't get before because he didn't have a big man to be able to pass him to pass it to him like on high lows and stuff like that because um, yep, yep. Yak has great vision so like and, and, and not to mention you know the defensive the the, the, the rim protection stuff that we, we just haven't had like in uh, the, the rebounding like my god like uh, and you know he, he's, he's not skilled uh, almost in any way offensively he's got some post moves no, but you know he shoots dunk it. He, yeah, he, he can like score you know sort of in, in the flow of the game he, he, he's not a shooter in any sense even from the foul line which is a bit you're of an issue. See, you're you're but, not going to see the dream shaker. No, either. no. But but I just think for for what this team you know needed, that's absolutely perfect. And I'm just I'm I'm kind of frustrated with all the you know the Raptors Twitter who's just you know fucking acting like this is the biggest disaster ever because we we're now going to give uh, you know the Suns a pick that's going to turn out to be a superstar. It's not going to happen, or at least the odds are that it's not going to happen. And th- there's no way to you know know when you make a deal like that. But. If you're just looking at them, you know, overall, uh, what the Raptors could have done, still pretty shocking that they didn't, you know, they, they had all these offers for OG, uh, apparently. Mm-hmm. They didn't, uh, you know, they, they didn't like any of them, I guess. Um, and, and like, I just think as much as there was a glaring hole at center, we needed another fucking guard. And I don't know how we didn't go make a move for one more guard, man. That I'm just, I feel yeah, so bad yeah. for Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, and that, that's kind of another, like, I, th- I think this trade... If we focus on this trade overall, I'm again, I'm pretty happy with it. Like you know, I love you it. Said, like, you know, they, they get a true center. They're improving. Uh, you know, at their probably their worst position by yep. far. Uh, you know, this this should make an immediate impact. Uh, you know, I think it'll help them win some of these close games that we've talked about. You know, that they keep uh, finding ways to lose. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, uh, uh, as far as it goes, I, I'm fine as well. Like you know, I the first round pick, I'm not. I, I would rather have had a little more protection on it. Uh, sure, it's just so of course. much talent. Of course you would. Dra- yes. draft, draft classes are so deep these years. It's just I, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't want to risk letting go of someone who turns out to be you know, amazing uh, later yeah. on. I mean, guys like Donovan Mitchell and uh, Devin Booker fell past the top ten. So I mean, there's there's always going to be talent out there to get. Yes, Hell, Kobe Bryant was the uh, was was, uh, was uh, I think just almost outside the lottery. I think thirteenth pick overall, something like that. I know, uh, but for every one of uh, those guys, you know, there's there's sure, there's yeah. so it's, it's 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 like it's it's there's no way to it's know not really. Guaranteed. No, yeah, nothing yeah, is. Yeah. So well, yeah. It's, it's a lottery pick, man. That's what they say. <laughs> yes. Uh, but but uh, yes, it's a uh, there's no there's no real way of knowing. Uh, and that I don't really give a fuck about second round picks. I would do, no. I would never. If I was a general manager, I would never own a second round pick. Like, even though you can get great players there, I would just always trade them. I yeah. don't care. Well, that was uh, the most I traded got... asset this trade deadline. Uh, uh, oh, I yeah. think I Easily. heard f- almost forty second round picks were yeah. traded yeah. around in, in two days. So yeah, no one no one really cares about those. Even though uh, two time MVP uh, defending right now, possibly the third in a row. Uh, he was a second round pick, wasn't he, Jokic? <laughs> Yeah, I? yeah, I okay. so. uh, Norman Powell. Yeah, he, he was dra- drafted during a uh, drafted during a Taco Bell. Class. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, to uh, to to get back on track, though, the, the, you know the Raptors there, they really did improve in one sense. But I, re- yeah, as I said, uh, you know, kind of leading into this, you know, Masai and Bobby, like they can't just say, okay, we did something, and then go back to sleep, and then call it a day. Uh, you know, hang your hang your hat up and say this is a. Uh, this is the best we could do because that's bullshit. There's so much more they could have done. When I know. I don't Blowing up and getting a little more picks. Try, but like once you once they made the Yaka move, I'm like, okay, they're trying to get better this year. Yeah. So I assumed, I assumed that they'd be flipping OG, trying to get kind of you know some some bench guys, some yep. picks, prospects, whoever, and you know making this push this year uh, with this Reachwood lineup. Uh, but yeah, for some reason they they're committing to the future. 
but they're not really committing to the future, but they're giving away future assets. So right now there's no fucking direction on this team, and that's the worst thing. Uh, like, they pretty much just did this move kind of in hopes to be like, oh, hey, guys, look, the big yak's back. Uh, and that's it. Like, it's just like, okay, cool. Uh, that That's a good move. But, I mean, what else are we doing here? Because otherwise, you know, this team might still not even make the playoffs uh, with, yeah. with this team. Like, it's it's going to be close. Like, it really is. The East is still fairly deep. Like, I mean, uh, I, I would say a lot of talent got like moved out the wayside in uh, this year's deadline over to the West. Yeah. Uh, I think that the conferences are a little more evened out now. But, yeah. uh, I, I mean, overall, there's no guarantee that the Raptors, you know, right now in 10th are going to be able to you know, bump their way up uh, and get into the playoffs. Uh, and then, again, if they get matched up, you know, let's say they end up coming in as the 10th, they somehow pull it off, they run the table, they get in at the 8th seed, this team's going to get fucking smoked by the Celtics. So, oh, yeah. I don't really... Uh, I. I just don't really know what the trajectory and what the projection of what the season is going to look like is in the eyes of the front office right now. And I, 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 I'm sorry to say, but I'm really starting to lose faith in them. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's easy to, to, to get that way too. And I, I, I was, yeah, at, at the end of the day, again, again, I like the, the, the Yaka move a lot. I had absolutely no problem with it. Cause you know, you're giving up Cam. Yeah. 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 Uh, you're giving up Cam uh, who doesn't play anyway, but yeah, as, as a whole, I was kind of like, 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 really? And, and you know, Masai spoke at 4 p.m. yesterday after it all went down. And he, he it was kind of weird. Like, he had a weird energy to him. Like, I, I don't know. And I couldn't tell if he was if he was frustrated or fed up or what. But, like, he was kind of low energy and kind of, like, uh, you know, slightly combative. He never really goes at it with anybody. But, but like, it was just... I, I just couldn't re- sort of really read like what had happened, you know, throughout that day, like what offers, you know, whether he was, whether it was close and, and, he, and he was kind of now, you know, it's all occurring to him that, you know, he still basically got the same team to go forward with. Um, but like, he, what, at least what was coming out of his mouth was that, um, you know, he, he still believes in this, this, this team and just saying, you know, be, be patient. It's a young team. Be patient. It's a young team. I'm like, you can't really, you can't get away with that for much longer, Masai. Like, you, yeah, you have young players, but your two biggest, you know, your two most recent all stars, you know, they're they're, they're twenty eight, and they're, that's not young. That's that's in their prime, ready to do something now, or it's too late. Like, like that is not. You're you're not just this young up and up and coming team where where things do, don't matter. Like the the championship was uh, how many years ago? Four years ago now. Uh, I'm, I'm bad Something at math. Like Four years ago. Like that, that's, that's a long time. Like this is, we're not just, uh, uh, you know, we're not on the other side of it, you know, still riding the high anymore. Like we got to start getting serious again about, about doing something. Um, And I, I, I I get it. I, you know, he, he said, you know, fans aren't patient anymore. People aren't patient anymore when it comes to this stuff. And I get that, but yeah, I mean. Like well, it doesn't help when other teams are making moves, man. Yeah, that yeah. She makes sense. Like they're not the management out of their teams aren't uh, you know are patient. Yeah, that's the that's exactly. the problem. Yeah, and 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 like, and if you're talking about patience, like, yeah, you, you just gave up draft capital with no no uh, uh, intention of getting more back. Like it, it's yeah. it's it definitely was strange. I I wouldn't be surprised if OG does get moved on though in the summer. Like I I it, mm-hmm. he also made it seem like. Okay, you know there 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 wasn't anything for us at the deadline, but you know the the summer is where, you know all this sort of reevaluation is going to happen. Obviously, you have the the Fred Fred and Gary are both probably going to opt out. You're going to have to deal with that. Um, so yep, so yep. the off season, I think, is going to be you know th- th- this was a busy trade deadline and the Raptors were quiet. I think might be a relatively 
quiet offseason in general, but I think the Raptors might be making a, they might be one of the loudest ones this summer because they've just got so many decisions to make. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, for, for this year, I, I do think, you know, with, with all these, I, I've said it, like, I can't even remember the Raptors, the last time the Raptors got blown out. They're in these fucking games with no matter what team they play, uh, any night, like, you know, the, the, the Celtics, the Bucks, any of these teams. So I'm I am sort of for the for the idea that you make one tweak here or there and and they they start winning these games that they can they can be more like where we thought they were like like they can they can overtake some of these guys uh you know in, in front of them in the east and and possibly get up there to to you know you know that that New York right now is in the seventh spot. I, I'd be shocked if they catch New York, but like Atlanta's only two wins ahead of them in in in, in the, uh, the the win column. Like the Raptors could get up there uh, and and be in that eighth spot, and then and then yeah, they're gonna get waxed in the first round. But like I think making the playoffs one more time with this group wouldn't be the worst thing. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm okay with the direction. I'm happy with the move but yeah i i don't get how more moves weren't made and and i'm gonna pretty soon stop being okay with the direction if 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 you know yeah. this summer doesn't make things more clear because uh and and yeah i just i just can't get over the fact that they didn't get one more guard like they still got to play freddie however many minutes yeah. and I, yeah. I he's going into you know a, a contract decision here so i'm a little worried about that and 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 so yeah i got mixed emotions man as always um but I don't know, lukewarm. I'm right in the middle. We got to watch this team play. Yeah. We got to see how this how this works. You know, yeah, happens. And we'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep a close eye on the Raptors, see what they can do, and uh, you know, hopefully they'll be able to turn the season around with uh, the return of uh, Jakob Pertl. But uh, the, the one of the last specific trades we want to uh, you know touch on before we give our, uh, our a quick mention of our best under the radar move. Uh, so stay stay tuned for that. Uh, the Lakers, Timberwolves, and Utah Jazz linked up to uh, make a, a pretty nice three-team trade uh, this uh, this year. And, uh, you know, I think this is a rare time when a three-team trade uh, actually works out for, for everybody. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, the, the Lakers, they end up acquiring D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, and then you, uh, you know, you look over at uh, the, the, uh, the, at, at the Timberwolves, they get Mike Conley, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, a 2024 uh, second round pick, 2025 and 2026 second round picks, uh, and then the uh, the, the last uh, dancer in this uh, this maramba. Uh, I think <laughs> it's a move. I don't know. I'm gonna, if there is, I think it is. I think so. We should make it up. Uh, the the, the uh, Russell Westbrook going to the Utah Jazz, uh, who is expected to be bought out. Juan Toscano Anderson, uh, Damian Jones, and the Lakers 2027 first round pick, the highly coveted pick. Yeah. Uh, lots of uh, yeah, lots of movement around in this trade. Uh, and but I think all these teams, this worked out for them. Yeah. Because uh, you know you you get the Lakers, they add uh, you know the positions of need, kind of like we said with the Raptors, and they get the more of the depth. Uh, you know they they shed some contracts as well, but you know D'Angelo Russell having uh you know one of the be- one of the better offensive years of his uh, entire career. Uh, you know uh, he's gonna fit in well there at the point position. Uh, hopefully he'll understand though that he can't be taking twenty shots a game uh, when he's playing alongside LeBron we'll and see, Anthony yeah. Davis. Uh, and again another person going, another person uh, toxic ex reunion. Uh, the Lakers yeah. and D'Lo. 
Uh, and then alongside Malik Beasley and then Jared Vanderbilt going over there to, uh, you know, just play serviceable minutes. Uh, who knows? Those guys could even uh, be possibly starters, uh, depending on the, the night, depending on the game plan here with Darvin Ham. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, you know, uh, when you look at the Timberwolves, they offload D'Lo and then throw in Mike Conley there, which you know, gives them a more veteran presence, steady hand. Uh, and yeah. D'Lo is also going to be a, a free agent this year. So now yeah. they have one more year of a, a solid, crafty point guard that's, you know, Maybe not going to be as much of a locker room cancer as uh, D'Lo has been in his career. A vampire, uh, especially, yeah, especially, yeah, especially <laughs> with reports now that he was openly, uh, you know, against, uh, openly against uh, playing with Rudy Gobert and did not like Rudy Gobert. Wasn't afraid to say it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is a uh, you know a, a good culture move as well for the Timberwolves as well as uh, you know getting uh, you know, yeah. good good picks, good players, and uh, you know you're not giving up too much to get to get that. Uh, and then the Jazz, you know. It was a fun ride. It was a good ride while the Jazz were competitive this year. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. I kind of bought in a little bit, but yeah. uh, I think this is the the nail in the coffin. You know, uh, they're gonna, they got Russell Westbrook. I don't think they he might he might play like two games before they, they you know they decide to buy him out. But I, I feel like they're probably gonna let him go. Uh, yeah. And I think the Heat and the Clippers are are kind of leading that race. I right think now probably to, the Clippers get him. Yeah, uh, and then you know you've got couple other guys and then you get that first round pick you know it's uh it, this was a real rebuilding move you know smart by the jazz to do it uh but overall jordan i, I think that it's uh it's rare to see the uh, a three team win 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 trade yeah like i i, I for, for in the case of the lakers and the timberwolves this is a home run absolutely uh you know the lakers goes without saying you're, you're off russ uh and you get yeah three three rotation guys all at positions of need finally got some shooters Got a point guard that can actually play well uh, next to your two other stars. Timberwolves, they desperately needed a guy like Conley. And, and like you said, you know, they're probably going to move off uh, D'Lo anyway. Uh, and then you get you get a young guy, you know, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who still might have something to show. He's he's not been all that impressive so far in his career, but, but you know, that's fine. So so for those two, I think it, it, it's just great. The Jazz, this is obviously great, a good move for them, but... I feel like they, they kind of got shortchanged in terms of what they could like. They, 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 you know, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Mike Conley, and you're taking on Russell Westbrook, and all you get is one pick. Like I yeah. thought, you know, it, it. I expected the Jazz to be way more active at this deadline if they were going to trade these guys and trade them in separate deals and get like, like I thought you could get a, 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 a you could pry a first away from someone desperate for Mike Conley. Same thing with uh, Beasley, possibly even uh, Vanderbilt. Like, like if you look at them all, just sort of you know individually, mm-hmm. um, and and then like if I'm the Jazz, I'm asking for uh, you know a, a, a pick, you know probably not you know th- this this uh, you know uh, prized uh, as you said Lakers 2027 first round pick. You're not asking for that. Um, you know, just as an attached pick to take on Russell Westbrook because that's that's a, a bit too valuable. But I don't know, like a fucking second or something. Like uh, you know, you're you're taking on Russ just just to be nice, basically. Um, and 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 you know, obviously he's he's a bunch of money coming off your books. But you know, the the Lakers were desperate to to get someone to get to to take him on. So uh, I I I like it for the Jazz for sure. But I just I expected them to get a little bit more. Um, and they they got the thing that mattered that Lakers pick. Though it is top four protected, um, but they, they they got that you know that 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 biggest prize. But I was expecting them, you know, with the amount of sort of talent that they sent out, uh, you know, that, that, that guys who had been in trade talks um, and 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 you know other you know multiple teams kind of asking about them. I thought they could get a little bit more draft capital. So I'm a little 
I'm a little less, uh, you know, hot on it for the Jazz as the other two, but but uh, definitely overall, this you know, this was uh, sort of balanced things out, fixed things for and and made made things make sense uh, for all three of these teams for sure. But but the Lakers more than anything, this is fucking awesome for them. I mean, could, you could, I couldn't have hoped to do better. Yeah, yeah, and uh, again, you you the, you couple that with uh, a lot of those great moves they made, uh, little moves uh, to you know, boost their depth at uh, you know some of these other positions as well. Uh, yeah. getting a little younger as well, a little bit faster. Uh, I think this Lakers team uh, should be good. I like them. The Jazz. I don't want to yeah, say it, yeah, but I like them. I like the Lakers yeah, now. The, the the Jazz can suck, and the Timberwolves will pretty yep. much stay the same. Maybe even be a little bit better. I don't know. I think that <laughs> yeah. uh, Conley is a, a nice guy to add there uh, alongside Cat. Uh, yeah. He's got the chemistry already with uh, with Rudy, Rudy. So who knows? Uh, this uh, th- this could all uh, work out for everybody. Yep. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep a close eye on the, all three of those teams. Uh, but Jordan, we want to you know show some love to an under the radar move that yep. uh, you know we both have a pick. Uh, the one team has acquired, uh, or maybe it's multiple teams uh, in the deal. Uh, the, the the one that I want to shout out here, uh, a nice under the radar pick that I think is going to go a long way. The Memphis Grizzlies in the three team trade with uh, the Rockets and the Clippers yep. getting Luke Kennard, yep. the Nard Dog. Yeah, the uh, Nard Dog. I love it. Yeah, that's a perfect acquisition for them. Uh, they really didn't give up much. You know, second round picks. I already gave my stance on what I think about second round picks. Uh, <laughs> Danny Green, who was just returning from injury, you know, there really wasn't uh, anywhere in their future plans. Yeah. Uh, and you get one of the the best, just straight up three point shooters in the league. Uh, and, uh, and on that, adding that to a team that's been arguably the worst three point shooting team, especially when you look at their efficiency. Uh, I mean, Dylan Brooks is probably the best shooter. Uh, yeah. He really is not a good shooter. Yeah. I mean, Desmond Bain is a better shooter. Yeah. Than Dylan yeah. Brooks, yeah. But, um, even he struggles with his consistency at times. Uh, so you get Luke Kennard to come off the bench, maybe even start some games yeah. depending on oh, yeah. uh, the night. Uh, you know, he can run around the court, he can find his shot, and uh, you know, he's a smart player as well. So I'm really happy the, with that move of the Timberwolves. I think that's going to be a huge difference maker when they make their push. Uh, you know, throughout the NBA playoffs. Yeah, yeah, he was he's the perfect guy to get for for uh, you know for the Grizz. Like, it, it, if you were you know if you were going to go get a, an a guy like OG. You you would have had to give up more, like if you wanted that sort of defensive uh, wing stopper. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're you're just giving up Danny Green, whatever, uh, and you're getting you're getting what you want from from OG offensively, like a you know a consistent shooter, like a guy with size who can move around. But even better, like Luke Kennard's one of one of the better shooters at that position in the league. And then you still have yeah. your all your your sort of defensive depth around him. Like you've still got guys who can cover for him and he's not, he's not terrible. He's tall enough that he can move around a little bit. He's, he's not going to get picked on or uh, like, you know, just de- de- destroyed in a, in a playoff matchup. He's not that bad of a defender. And, and so, yeah, I think absolutely perfect for the Grizzlies. Uh, and, and, you know, yeah, you're, you're not, you're not giving up anything. I mean, Danny green, he was always going to be uh, basically a trade chip for them. Uh, you know, whether they wanted to admit it or not, I think they, they sort of like yeah. the idea of having him there as like a veteran presence, but you know that contract, um, and you know especially with you know the the moves other West teams have made in the last couple of days, they needed to to sure up their offense, um, and and I think they've done that in uh, yeah the best way. I think he's going to work really well with 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 uh, with Jaw and with um, you know Triple J there and everything. He's he's going to be a really good release valve. So so yeah, I I, I love the move for the Grizz, hundred percent. Uh, okay, Jordan. So, what's your under the radar move? What, what what's the one that uh, kind of opened your eyes? But uh, a lot of people are sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's actually a lot. A lot of these ones were kind of uh, you know uh, more sort of under the radar type uh, moves, uh, aside from from the big ones. But uh, 
I I really like what what the Celtics did to go get Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala was uh, sort of mm-hmm. on my radar for a lot of different teams who needed like a shooting big man, um, and and the Celtics. Like I, I think it's 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 very it's going to be very sort of interesting how he's played. Like whether he's out there as as the only big sometime, or or, or you know time lords out there at the five, and, and and he can play sort of a bigger sort of four. Um, like there's there's lots of different things you can do, and I think that was the one mm-hmm. thing that their their front court was kind of missing. Like Al Horford, you know he can he can stretch it out, he can shoot threes, but he's you, you don't want to rely on him uh, as the only guy who can go and play that role. And I think, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, Mike Muscala, he's, he's just, you know, he's, he's a vet at this point. He knows what he's doing. Not the greatest defender, obviously, but, you know, you've, you, you're going to have other guys to cover for him on the Celtics. And I think he's going to, he's, I, I think people are actually going to be surprised by the role that he plays uh, on this team. I think he's going to get pretty solid minutes. Um, and, and in the playoffs, I think he's going to be important because, you know, having that big body uh, that can, you know, Pull a guy like Joel Embiid away from the basket, potentially. Like they, they're mm-hmm. they're going to use him uh, it, it, through the through the Eastern Conference playoffs. I think more than more than people would think. You know, with him just you know chilling out down there in OKC these last couple of years. Um, and so I think that's that's exactly what the Celtics needed to do: get one more front court depth piece, exactly like that. They didn't get the wing that I thought they should go and get, but you know, let's be honest, they'll they'll probably be fine with the wings that they have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but yeah, Muscala, good pickup for yeah, a team that uh, you know definitely wants to get a little bit of insurance uh, yeah. at, at, at down low. Uh, he can kind of play the four a little bit here as well if they wanted to get like kind of a jumbo lineup out there. Uh, you know, stretch the floor and uh, you know maybe have Time Lord out of the center. I think that that could work as well. Yeah. Uh, and again, he's got enough length. Like he's not really uh, known as a, a, a defensive player, but you know he he can mix it up down there. He's got enough size that he'll at least deter uh, yeah. you know players that are coming through the paint. So uh, overall, I mean, I think that. Uh, you know, Missoula will have him firing on all cylinders in no time, and uh, you know, might not be the uh, you know a, a, a world uh, world leader here, uh, but yeah. you know, he's uh, he's definitely uh, he, he's going to make a difference and an impact on this team. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, to end off the podcast, player that's made an impact on the NBA world, NBA history. Uh, you know, if we kind of briefly mentioned it, we were hoping that he would be delayed one more day, both for petty reasons and both for uh, <laughs> you know hilarity reasons. But LeBron James going off. Breaking the all-time scoring record in NBA history, thirty-eight thousand something points, insane. Uh, I mean, it's it's crazy because again, I I think that this record almost wasn't that like not that it wasn't impressive to me, but it just didn't jump off the charts at me because it's like LeBron is never going to be remembered as a scorer. He's never going to yeah. be remembered as this guy who was out there with a, an amazing uh, you know offensive skill set uh, when it came to scoring. Like, he doesn't have the greatest handles. He doesn't have the best jump shot. Uh, you know, he, inside he, he doesn't really have like a, he doesn't have the English on the ball uh, no. all too often. Like he is really just go downhill and dunk on your head uh, and you know find smart ways to you know get to his spot and get his shot off. Uh, but at the same time, it's also because he doesn't really shoot the ball as much as uh, you know a lot of the guys who are up in that top ten. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, hopefully, I haven't been annoying anybody with this, uh, this <laughs> cold I'm battling through here. But no, I love it. Uh, but uh, yeah, LeBron, LeBron really was a, a smart player, and that's that's kind of what I think he'll be remembered for more than, uh, and also a team first guy. You know, as much as we give him shit, he always was trying to win. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there was a lot of years where LeBron was just uh, you know 
uh, cool to stand pat and uh, suck. I think he wanted to be good every single year. Uh, and, you know, I think that elevated his game and as well as his teammates' games. Uh, and, again, a rightfully deserved record for the GOAT LeBron James. Not the GOAT. Not the GOAT. But, uh... To go. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it was great. It was a great spectacle. <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch it. It was too late. We're on the east, you know, the eastern time zone. The game didn't start till ten. But come uh, on, man, it's history. Nah, I know, I know. It was also very weird. I love how Russ Russ was part of that. Uh, you know, Thomas Bryant <laughs> also part Thomas of that. Bryant the ball. He's gone. Yeah, he wanted the ball. Uh, Anthony Davis was mad for some reason that no one can really seem yeah, to figure out really- why. <laughs> I don't really know what the fuck that was. It was, was. awkward, that was you know. The Kareem, the Kareem hug was very awkward. So, but you know, the stars were out. It was, you know, it was a great Hands moment. Some random basketball. I don't really know what the fuck yeah. that was supposed to be because it wasn't like that was the ball Kareem scored with. No, like, that would be cool. But, I'm, but like, you just gave him a ball. I think Adam Silver just here. was like, here, just you know, do something here with you this. Go, son. Here's the here's a here's a practice ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, work on your work on your work sky on your yeah. Come on, bitch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, it's it's it is interesting when you look at like LeBron with any sort of scoring records because yeah he, he's never and and like yeah he's never going to be thought of as as an all time scorer just because he's not you know it, it's always been about his body and his his athleticism and 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 his his smarts was much you know he, well and, and his smarts and craftiness to 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 score you know using you know different angles like he's always been one of the best you know around the rim finishers but it doesn't look pretty he's not fluid at all uh, in his offensive game you know his even his jump shot like even the shot he took to break the record it's not yeah. a pretty jump shot it just kind of looks like a, yeah. a sort of bigger guy trying to make the most of and then you know it went in it it, it was a pretty shot itself but he's just uh, yeah, it, when it, when you look at other scorers, you know, like KD, you know, Carmelo, like, you know, f- f- through the years, even, a, you know, a, a guy like Kyrie, like all, all these other guys that we think of. Kobe. Kobe, obviously, and, and, and Jordan, like they, they just had much more fluid NBA games or uh, offensive games. You know, they could, mm-hmm. you know, their, 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 their shots looked a lot more picturesque. They, they, they had, you know, better sort of footwork. They were able to beat you in a bunch of different ways. But LeBron, LeBron has always done it by... Uh, you know, you using you know his his smarts, his, his sort of craftiness, his ability to get around you because he's bigger than you, uh, and and dunking on his head. Like I, I I was wondering like how many of his points are just straight up layups? Like they, it's yep, got to be yep, over layup. half of them. Like he just just getting to the basket, whether it's in tra- transition or even you know in the half court. You know he he did to his credit develop a much better back to the basket sort of you know bully ball game yep, that yep. he he had to learn in in Miami and then perfected uh you know in in the second stint in Cleveland. Um and so like LeBron's great. I've got him as the second greatest player ever behind MJ. Uh he he's 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 incredible. Um but uh w- when we're talking about scoring and you know using the scoring record as a way to sort of prop him up. No one thinks he's he's the best scorer ever. But at the same token when he says, you know, I I was never a scorer LeBron, you've averaged to break this record. You've had to average like uh, up up there in you know game, like, yeah. for your entire career. As soon as you got into the league, so yes, you are a scorer. You've always been a scorer. You've always needed to be a scorer. Like there, yes, you do you you do other things as well. But that doesn't mean you're not it's, a scorer. But still, it's just not his uh, not his game, not his uh, forte. The, the points just come to him. Uh, well, okay, sure. They maybe they just come to him, but he still he still gets them. Uh, and and so like sure. to, to, to to for someone who is the all time leading scorer to say they're not a scorer, I, I I don't understand how how that can make any sense. But but I, like 
it, it is interesting though for for his legacy to 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 look at. You know, I was as stupid yeah. as that fucking sounds, but you know, that's all he cares about uh, these days, uh, seemingly. But like, it, it, it's interesting, yeah. Just just to look at uh, a guy who's played for so long and, and yeah, has consistently put up points for so long, um, but but still, yeah, still not be considered in that sort of top echelon of you know skilled scorers that that we've seen before. But in some way, like, and again, I'm not one to to you know prop up LeBron, but that does kind of speak to his greatness and his uniqueness that he can just, you know, go out there and longevity more than anything for sure. But then he can go out there and score one basket on a post-up score one on, uh, you know, a a little sort of mid range shot. He he'll go off ball and cut and score. And then I think Zach Lowe made that made the point. One of his more recent podcasts when he talked about it is that he scores in so many different little ways that, he 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 sort of quietly gets his points. Like he's not like oh he's he's yep, he's, yep. he's going at them again. That's what I'm saying. He's, he isn't a scorer. He just does. It just comes. He, to he him does. He, he's just he does. The, he plays the yeah. game smart. He plays it the right way, and he's got the the God given gifts and abilities to to be able to do yeah. that. So I mean, yeah, of course the jump shot and everything isn't as pretty as everybody else's, but the drive, the motor, and uh, yeah, and the, the passing IQ is the what IQs, made him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think that you know being the total package has made him. You know you. You can't define, you can't box LeBron into one category. No. He's a one-of-a-kind guy. Yeah. I think you have to give him that. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and now he's top five in assists. Uh, who knows where he's going to finish there. I, I don't know how... how... Yeah, top 10 in steals, yeah. I believe, as well, and rebounds. Uh, or at least he's closing in, maybe 15th or something. Yeah. Like top 15 in rebounds. Like, it, it, it's it's... It, his numbers will be undisputed. Like I don't think I think it'll be pretty hard to top that. Though I'm sure some of these guys averaging triple doubles now in like True. their sixth, seventh year are probably going to give them a run for their money back in, in, in a couple of years from now. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think all the flowers to LeBron here, and uh, you know, the all-time leading scorer. Uh, we'll wait until uh, he hits 40, uh, 40k. Yep. We'll, we'll talk about him then. Uh, but until then, we want to hear your guys' reactions to this year's trade deadline. Get at us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, you know, let us know if your team made a made a move, uh, your your favorite move of the year, uh, something that maybe we didn't talk about. Uh, maybe Gary Gary Payton uh, the second, the the mitten getting sent back to the the Warriors. That was a, a, a nice little move. Yeah. Uh, let us know at Big Dog Ball Talk on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. At Big Dog Ball Talk. Maybe you could just complain about me if I see if you heard me sniffling at all. I tried to get through it all, <laughs> but uh, you know what? If that happens, uh, happens again, then. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll enact martial law here and uh, Jordan can take over. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, this has been Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel, and as my good friend Jordan always says. It's uh, it's always good to go home, Matt. Uh, all, all these guys going home. Gary Payton, we didn't mention him going back home. Uh, I, I, I I love it. We we You and I, we should, we, you know, all, all these guys going back, getting teams back together. We got to get the old mm-hmm. high school squad back together. The 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 the, uh, the big dog lineup uh, that this uh, oh boy. that this podcast is named after, man. Um, we we we, we got to do it because we we've still got stuff left in the tank. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think we could still win uh, offsets, so so let's go do it, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll ask about yeah. We'll, we'll send a bunch of uh, emails out to random fucking has-beens, yeah. wash-ups like us. Uh, hey, you guys want to organize our own uh, yeah. you know f- uh, tournament? Let's do it just and, for fun, uh, just for the we'll, photos. We'll, you know we'll, what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll be the only ones that are there, but it's all right. We'll have fun. We'll, we'll play some pickup, probably tear an ACL. Yeah, it's all good. sounds good. 